Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and joining me for what will be our final Marvel review of the year is Josh. Evening. And Tony. Namor, I love yous. <laughs> oh, and Tony's record will be available in all shops just in time for the holiday season. I just sat on that plan for two days as I watched the film on Friday. <laughs> oh, there, it, ladies and gentlemen, there's your podcast Christmas number one. <laughs> um, Available in all good HMV stores for the holiday season. <laughs> so, yeah, as I said, we are here for our final Marvel review of the year. Um, at the end of the phase, as well, I believe. Mm. Um, uh, we'll talk about that more uh, as we go on. Probably, um, probably good riddance for yes, that fight, as I would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> except for a few things. Um, but yeah, it's we're not, we're. It's been out of phase for most of it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are here to review Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Well, not review. We're we're going to do our usual. We're going to do our our good and bad. Um, from what they, from what we think of of the film, not not so much as a review because we don't like to deep dive. Because to be fair, if you deep dive, it's spoilerific, and for a lot yeah. of the time, we aren't spoilerific. We kind of touch on story beats, but we don't deep deep dive so much that you won't enjoy the film or TV series if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah. so. Who wants to go first? Pick whatever you want, good or bad. I really don't mind. Just yeah. do whatever you want. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with with something I sort of I mentioned off air, which was kind of plot wise is both good and bad, and that was Val and Ross. Um, yeah. Bad in so much as I kind of wanted more of them, but also that it didn't serve a purpose if we had more. But also it was nice to see them. And just I like I did I did not see that coming that she was actually going to be head of the CIA. We've all seen people <laughs> on rogue. Yeah, I, and honestly, I I'm going to be honest because I didn't know I've been ill during the week, and I didn't know whether I was going to get to see it this weekend. So yeah. I'd read a few bits, and I'd read that the whole thing about them being ex partners. Yeah, um, yeah. but I didn't right. know she was actually in it. No, I thought it was just a throwaway comment. That was yeah. going to set it up for, and that touching on that, that was one of my big problems. Is that a lot of this film like set, felt like set up? There for is stuff yes. that's about to come. Yeah, um, yeah. This storyline um, yeah. really sets up two upcoming shows or films because obviously Ross is back in Secret Invasion. We know that. Yeah. Obviously, she's going to be back for Thunderbolts. Yeah. Um, so that felt like a big setup. We obviously had Ironheart that felt like yeah. a big setup. Um, Namor, I'm sure, is going to pop up elsewhere as we mm. as we go on. Um, and also, the Midnight Angels felt like a complete setup. Well, we're getting the, the, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that felt like a complete setup because that came. I felt that was a really weak way of throwing her out. Yes, she made a mistake. But to not mm. give her the chance to to get her back, no, um, felt like a a little bit weak and just really, as I say, a setup for what's to come. Yeah, it was simply poor writing. 
It's that's all yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So she's um, one of my favorite characters. Uh, there's a whole bunch of women that are one of my favorite parts of the MCU. I have to say, they're just they're amazing. Yeah, and and to think that that's now spanned not just shows that kind of touch on Wakanda. We've seen them in other places, yeah. like yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. When when she turned up, I I really enjoyed that, and it's. And also, it's become a big thing in the, the theme park lands as well. They do shows oh, with the Dora Milaje, yeah, um, which is, is great. And it just shows you what uh, impacts those characters have had. And obviously, Danai Guerrera is a, a massive star anyway because of The Walking and Dead. She's got some brilliant comic chops as well. All that yeah. stuff with the yeah. makeup and everything was just genius. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that again has followed on. That that was part of the original film as well, which I really liked. And obviously, she had a big part in in Endgame as well. Mm. Um, so it's, it's really good to to get them having more solid. And they were a major part of this film as well. Yeah, they weren't just it, kind it, of pushed to one side. Even the bit where she rescues Ross was just pure comedy gold. Yeah, and and that's what for me Martin Freeman should be doing. Yeah. Which I think works a lot better in this film. Well, As you say, well, though, the story didn't really need to be there. No, no. But like you say, it's all set up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I think, totally agree. I the thing with this film is they're trying to do what they did in phase one, which was set a load of shit up. But the difference between phase one and phase four is that the setup blended absolutely seamlessly in with the main story of each individual film. Yeah. Whereas the, these sets of films, they've shoved it down your throat and are swirling it about in your stomach acid. Yeah, mm. and, and it's fair enough. The first Black Panther film was obviously a, a massive setup for him and his world, yeah. but it felt personal because it was Killmonger. Yeah. Whereas this one, it kind of felt too big for what, should have been an even more personal personal film because of what had happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it just, just felt a little bit too big. Throw in as well at this point, what you guys think. You might have this as a plus or a minus. On your thoughts, effectively, Vibranium looks like it's the new MacGuffin. Um, and it we're effectively looks like we're going to have a Vibranium war. Yeah, and that also feels to me like that's the setup for what's to come. Mm. Because I think it's the setup for Wolverine. A, yeah, I don't know whether it's a plus or a negative for me, but only because if they have a vibranium war, that will be cool to see if done properly on screen. But the other mm. thing is, they're gonna have the vibranium war, and then the sort of end credits final ooh at the end of it will be someone's discovered a uh, an offshoot of vibranium. That's even stronger. Oh, it's adamantium. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah and the rumor is that's what Thunderbolts is. Exactly. It's going to be the vibranium war. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it's interesting. As I say again, I think they kind of set it up in the first film as well. So it's not like it's come out of the blue. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's not a surprise that they're going going down that route because we have had hints of it obviously we had hints of it with cap as well with the shield yeah, yeah. 
Um, so it's not a surprise that they're setting it up. It just, it did feel like this film was possibly written thinking that they couldn't use Doom. Mm. So they chucked Namor in instead. Because the, it's basically a storyline from the comics, but mm. with Namor put in instead of Doom. Um, I think Namor himself, I would definitely have as a massive plus. I thought he was a oh really god, yeah, 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 definitely. But again, that it, it kind of feels like it's more his film mm. at times than it is Black Panther. Yeah, or Wakandan yeah. for for a lot of it, it's more about his mythology, and it feels like it's it's treading the same water. Excuse the pun. Hey. Um, <laughs> As the first film did, mm. building out this entire like civilization that yeah. no one knew about, which is exactly what they did with the first Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, him, he was a great find. Um, yeah. I, I was watching him in some interviews and he said that his English wasn't very good. Um, and he certainly, <laughs> no, and he said that Angela Bassett pretty much helped him through it. Wow. She's, um, a, she's an absolute legend, that woman. Though. Yeah. Um, and he said that there'd be times where I'd forget my lines because it wasn't my first language. And she'd basically calm him down and get him to go through it. And uh, yeah, he, he seems like a, a great find. And, and hopefully he won't stay the, the anti hero that he is at the moment. Yeah. I hope at some point he'll end up with the Avengers. Yeah. Um, and, and I really like the, the design, and I, I think it was a good choice to kind of move him away from Atlantis. Yes. Yeah. And set him yeah, up no. as, a, as a, an Aztec yeah. superhero. I thought that was Yeah, because at really the same clever. time, they're trying to deviate him from Aquaman, because let's face yeah. it, he's fucking Marvel's Aquaman. Um, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, the, the Marvel are going for that whole diversity thing, which I absolutely love. But I love it when it's done right and it feels more organic. And this felt so organic. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I totally agree with that. And yeah, Tony, you, you're spot on. Um, but yeah, anyone else want to chuck anything our way? Um, I'll go for the positive. And that was how they helped, uh, handled Chadwick's death. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah, that, that sequence, oh man, when, that and, was, and the, the no music Marvel logo. Oh, blimey. That, yeah. One, th because, one thing I will say my screening, there was someone further back and they were literally bawling their eyes out. I could hear them. I must have been 10 rows in front of them. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's fair enough. It, it's sad. Yeah, it's emotional as hell, but not like, you know, I mean, unless yeah. like. Chadwick Boseman's wife and kids were at 10 rows back from you. In Nottingham, yeah. Yeah. I can just see that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's a wonderful way of doing it. I, I thought it was incredibly clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. In some ways, I did kind of feel like some of it didn't need to be there. In what way? Um, I kind of didn't feel like we needed the stuff with Shuri trying to save him. What? Because you would it doesn't. Prefer they the voting just opened up directly on the funeral. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. I think we probably could have done without that, especially with the fact that they don't say what's happened to him. Yeah, to, I, that I, was going to be the one tiny gripe I had with the whole thing. Yeah, and I think it's probably in there to sort of reflect her feeling of powerlessness, isn't it? Yeah, As, yeah, yeah. Like, that's Which I there. still think they they could have done at the funeral. Mm. That she could have broken yeah. down and said, "I tried to save him and I couldn't." Yeah, yeah just like a, a, yeah. a more show, don't tell. Well, mind you, they do show, but and don't tell technically with that open scene. But yeah, they could yeah. have condensed it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the fact that it was nearly three hours long. Yeah, well. what the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't that know that. My, I, I had to check in the morning <laughs> to see how long yeah. it was because I was yeah. dropping the wife off at her parents. She said, oh, well, how long are you going to be? And I looked at my phone and went, it's nearly three hours. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah. I finished a bit of overtime for work and I thought, you know what, treat myself. Done a good job here today. Let's go and watch Black Panther. And I'm walking out the door, and my mum says, oh, are you going to be back in town to watch I'm a Celebrity? And I went, eh, no, actually, I'm not. And I was like, fucking hell, what time is this on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And the, for the most part, I don't think there was a lot they could have cut. No, no, because they had, as, as we said, they had to flesh out all the stuff with Namor's backstory, trying to build yep. up the whole non-Atlantis, well, Atlantis stuff. The Val and Ross thing, is it? If you, if you weren't using it for setup, you could take that out, I think, and you could show yeah. it in about 10, 15 mm. minutes. Yeah, definitely. It was like I, this was the film where they went, oh shit, we've done what? How many films have we had before this? Shang Tears, which is what, four or five? Yeah. And they've gone, oh shit, we haven't actually set up Secret yeah. Wars, um, Kang Dynasty, any is anything. Yeah. So they've gone, yeah. oh shit, just jam it as much as you can in, but do it yeah. good. And they did okay. But... Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. The stuff that's in there is good. I just, um, yeah, this... at times, it just felt like they probably didn't need to. Mm. Yeah. Stuff about like, Green was fantastic. It was well done, I think. Yeah. Like, really, the, a lot of the Ironheart stuff didn't really need to be there. They could yes, have done that, it another yeah, her, way. Her plot, you could have excised because... You... We don't get a, a character and a, a pseudonym name or anything at this point, even, and we're effectively presumably going to see it again. In, you know, she's effectively going to have a reboot because she hasn't even got the suit. So, yeah. but the other thing about Ironheart is, let's be perfectly honest, you could have put absolutely any, you know, Doctor Joe Blogs in that role. Yeah. Whether whether they're a child yeah. prodigy or some super duper genius who's teaching at the MIT. Yeah, and like it didn't specifically have to be Ironheart in that yeah. as that character. Uh, and you when know, she gets kidnapped, they don't deal with her in any way, shape, or form. She just sits in that cell area. Yeah, she's and it's yeah. Shuri that they deal with, and it's kind of like, well, what's the point? Why mm. have you kidnapped her if you're not going to do anything about it? Yeah, because yeah. Namor's first thing was, "You bring me that scientist, I will kill her." Yeah. So, so what did he do? He bring her the bring them the scientist, and he goes, "Just sit there. I'm gonna go go and have a chat with this one, mate." Yeah, it just it, it felt like it didn't need to be. They could have brought someone else back. Yeah, it's just I'm just curious why they they chose the movie to introduce her as opposed to her own show. I know. Yeah, and and the show is going to be completely the opposite because we're led to believe it's dealing with magic. Hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's really a, a massive juxtaposition between the two. 
It's yeah, just yeah, confusing yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I and the whole whole thing of her building that new suit. We don't even get to see that. No. She just all of a sudden has built it, and that's it. She's gonna wear it. Yeah. Um, so it did. It, it felt very strange to have her in that. And again, I I got nothing wrong with the casting at all. I thought she was very good. Yes, she was. Mm. Yeah, um, the scene in her inner dorm room was brilliant between the three of them. That was just yeah. great. Yeah, as you say, with um, Deny, her comic timing in those scenes is brilliant as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing that, it, as we said at the start, a lot of this straddles good and bad mm. there's good bits to them and then there's there's other bits but I am going to bring up one good bit that I don't think will straddle either side but it was something that we all knew was coming um, and that was the return of Michael B. Jordan as oh. Killmonger um, they caught me out completely I'll be honest yeah but I it works really well in the yeah. fact that she's in this dark place yeah, and when she yeah. gets to the plane who should meet her but mm. the darkest side of her family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because the thing was, I I was sat in the theatre. She takes the <laughs> synthetic, um, what is it, black black heart hair or something, whatever it's called, yeah. and she's she sits there and she's in the ancestral plane. And I thought, oh, this is going to massively take away from her mum's death about five minutes ago, and yeah. it's going to be a mass sat in that chair. But comes around the corner. And I thought, oh, shit, when I saw it was in, because I, I knew he was going to be in it, but I thought it was going to be some flashback scene or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I and I, I like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, um, I'm glad he's not playing Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that got kiboshed, because for me, he's too <laughs> harsh to be this ray of hope. I mean, mm. he, could, he could play a three version where, you know, all the good guys are actually bad guys and you have the crime syndicate and that. He could play yeah. that if he wants to go completely left field. But, yeah. no, I, I'm with you on that. But mm. I, I, I love him in Creed. I, yeah. Both of those films I've enjoyed immensely and obviously he's directing the third one. Um, so we know where his, his path is going. But he, he was great in um, What If as well. One of the the big surprises when he he returned as Killmonger in that, um, so yeah, I I thought that was a a great moment for the film to to be able to bring him back. Um, so anything so else from go, you guys? Yeah. yeah, I was just say it was nice to see the Lupita back as well. Yes, yeah, uh, and again, I could have done with a lot more of her. Yeah. In this film, but I understand why. Once you see the the end credits, mm. you understand why there's not more of her. Yeah. Um, but her performance is, as always, uh, a great. Um, I loved her in the first one. Um, she gets to do a bit more superhero action in this one once she does return. Um, I do wonder whether they're leading down the path that she'll be become a Midnight Angel at some point. Yeah. Um, as she wears a costume very, very similar uh, at one stage. Um, and obviously the future Black Panther um, <clears throat> is with her, um, yeah. which I think we'll probably see come along in Secret Wars. I think there'll probably be 
some kind of change that causes him to, oh, to, to grow. Yeah, exactly. They mm-hmm. they want a proper Black Panther, otherwise they wouldn't have introduced someone called T'Challa, would they? Well, I'm not uh, being funny. Right, I was sat in the theatre, credits are going, Googled how many there was, so I knew how long I had to stay. And then I turned to my cousin. The second that that boy appeared in blurred vision behind um, Shorty, and I turned to my cousin and I said, that's T'Challa's son. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not like I'm not slating the fact that they've brought this young lad in at all because I'm quite happy that we're getting a Black Panther. I just I'm annoyed at the fact that the second you can see it, you can write it yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was the bit that I found most emotional when he says what his name is. Well, see, I had I've got a slight gripe with that. And I'm probably going to get a load of shit off you for this, but could they not have given him an an original name? Because so far as I remember, T'Challa has after in comic in the comics, he has got a son from a different universe. I'm not counting uh, that; it's a different universe. Yeah, with a with a different name. In the main six one six continuity, he does he not doesn't. have any kids. No. So could they not have given him? some really like emotional name that somehow links back to even to Chadwick Boseman. Like, I don't know, translate Chadwick's name into Wakandan and then back again and see if it comes out different and call him that. Yeah. And Mm. then he's the Black Panther after Secret Wars or Kang Dynasty, whatever. But Yeah, see, it wasn't so much the the name that got me, it was how he said it when he goes Mm. through the whole Iron Prince T'Challa Son of, of King T'Challa. Oh yeah, that was emotional. But the thing, the thing that annoyed me was, it's like the writers just sat there and went, "Should we come up with an original name?" They went, "No, fuck it, just call him T'Challa Junior. Just get the script sent off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I get that. I totally get why you would want them to come up, and I think that's been a lot of the the feedback is that they probably should have gone with something else. Mm. Yeah. Um, the the other one that I was going to bring up, but again, I felt like they could have had more screen time was um, Winston Duke. Um, it was fab again. I think he's great. Yeah, his his story is superb. Every time yeah. he he's on screen, he he lights the screen up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now obviously, hopefully, he will get a little bit more screen time the next time it comes round. Now he is the king. Well, um, see, the, the, the other thing that, that I really liked about this is the broke with tradition in the the sense of the Black Panther be also being the king or, or well, the monarch of Wakanda. Yeah. I, I really, really like that. I prefer it just being the Black Panther is the protector, but like yeah. the protector of the monarchy of Wakanda as well. I yeah, love that. That was set up in the first film anyway, wasn't it? That he, that his yeah. dad was king when he was already the Panther, so... Well, the, 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 one of the other things I really liked was um, the sort of gear shift in character that he got as well. In that, in the first film, he was like this gruff, ag- really aggy fella that had a bit of comedy because every Marvel film has to have comedy nowadays. Um, and then in this one, he was just straight up comedy without like the aggy fella. And then the second he declares that he wants to be king, I thought, oh, he's going to get dead gruff again probably not have as much comedy and he's going to absolutely shine because that scene when um 
after Angela Bassett dies, when he, he basically says, like, I'm your counsel now. I'm your main counsel yeah. because you're so young. I thought he's going to absolutely fucking belt it in this role. He's going to be amazing now. But I'm, I'm more made up that he's king. Yeah, it was. I, I just love the fact that when he walks off the, the jet with the smirk on his face, yeah. like, I know you weren't expecting me, <laughs> but I'm here. Get used yeah. to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I throughout, I thought the cast was, was great. Yeah. Um, everybody. To be honest, um, but yeah, he he really stood out for me. Um, and st- I know they won't call him by his character name, but they really do play up to it, don't they? Yeah, making him make the noises of an ape, um, and then the great big gorilla on the front of his, on his costume. Um, <laughs> it just makes me laugh, but I, yeah, I, I love him, and he's he's probably been my favorite discovery from these yeah. Black Panther yeah. films. Um, yeah. And want to see more of him. I have to I have to be honest. Um, so, you guys got any more to add? No, no. I think that's kind of the main things I pull out of the film. Yeah, Josh. How about you? Anything else? Uh, probably the only thing I'd add is um, Shory yourself. It's a great character arc. I just I don't think it was completely sold by Leticia. No, no I I agree. She's it's difficult to tell because. She's technically the lead. Yeah. But at times she doesn't feel like she is. No, it's no. more of an ensemble film this time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I suppose then again, that technically fits in with the basically the main plot of the film in that there isn't a Black Panther for a good 75% of this film. Yes, exactly. So it, it kind of fits with it. But and don't get me wrong, Letitia Wright is a, is a fantastic actress in her own right. I just think that I don't know whether the plot itself saved the character arc that they were trying to give her. It it mm. works in the end, but yeah. as you're going through course, it, as we all know the original idea, of course, uh, Chadwick that's still been around was a really interesting one. I mean, it was going to be him. I th- all the stuff with with Namor would still play out like it did, I think. But it was going to be yeah. him being still being the protector and dealing with his own. Yeah. Grief of losing five years, isn't it? Which has been a fascinating well, thing to have seen. Well, yeah, it's not only that, but I've got a feeling that um, Angela Bassett would have still died in this film. Yes. Yeah, I th- I think that for the bulk of this film, I would imagine it didn't change much. No, the beats are still the same. It's just it would have been the the opening sequence would have yeah. been probably about just him just sat there looking glum in a room and just thinking about the, the five years he missed and stuff like yeah. that. And that would have yeah. been a film. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. So I suppose we better just give our, our final thoughts on the film overall. Uh, who wants to, to go first? Go on then. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's a good film, but it's one of those where you get to the end and you think, yeah, do you know what? That was pretty good. It's not one of those where you sit through it and particular intervals you go oh this is good this this is good you more sit and go mm. I feel like this isn't I'm not going to think this is good until I get out of here and you do don't get me wrong it's good by the end of it but you're mm. not particularly wowed by anything yeah. other than something that that will more than likely be special effects considering mm. it's Marvel Um, the acting is, is good for the most part it's just I think the the story became congealed in a way, obviously completely out of the script writer's control, unfortunately. Um, 
but it became something that I don't think they really knew what they were doing. With yeah, it. It, it, it does feel at times like they kind of just went, do you know what? We're just going to carry on with what we're doing. Yeah. And we'll rewrite the beats that we need to. Yeah. And th- then that ends up detracting from the plot as a whole, I think. Yeah. Like mm. they had to fill the whole holes in. Yeah, literally. And they couldn't find yeah. the right polyfiller at B&Q. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How about you, Tony? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like Josh says, it's what I was sort of sad this morning, but it wasn't until I came out to the film when I get back to the chronic, you know, I really enjoyed that, actually, for what it was. Yeah. It yeah, just... it, it's not one of those films that gets you out of your seat, is it? It's kind of, no. I'll intently watch it, it'll keep my attention. Mm. It, yeah, I kind of have to stitch it all together once I've I've seen the whole lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. it's not Spider Man No Way Home, but at the same time, it's not Thor: Love and Thunder by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. I mean, yeah, I, it, it, I felt it was too long for me because that and that ties in the fact it was a bit muddled. There was a lot packed into that script, which may have possibly could have been tweaked a bit in places. Um, but, but what I got entertained me, and I came out. I yes. came out Oh, yeah, enjoyed that. It was all right. Yeah, and, and it's still you come out of it still wanting to know what happens next. Oh god, which, yes. which is always a plus. Yes. Which yeah. for Love and Thunder, we got to the end and the stories were done. And I didn't really care where Thor is now. Yeah, you're right. I, I came, I think I can't wait to see what will happen in BP3. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be exactly carnage. <laughs> and, and especially if Ryan Coogler is going to end up directing Secret Wars, mm, which yeah. is the, the current rumour, is that yeah. he's, he's going to take that. Um, uh-huh. So it, it does make you wonder where... Because obviously, as we've seen this week, um, Daniel Dustin is obviously directing Kang Dynasty, and Simao Lu's been talking that up massively this week about that probably mm. being his next appearance. Uh, as, as Shang-Chi will be that. So you assume that Ryan Coogler will do the same with um, Secret Wars, that we'll probably get quite a lot of Black Panther stuff in that. Yeah. Um, in a similar vein to Civil War, I suppose, where we got a lot of, of Chadwick in that. Mm. Um, so it'll be, it certainly will be interesting, but I, I agree with both of you. Um, it's parts don't add up to the end story for me. Yeah. I, I think there's some absolutely great performances um, mm. that sometimes struggle with an over-bloated story. Uh. Mm. Um, too many kind of origin stories and, and set-ups. And, and obviously, it's the last one of the phase. But... With phase one, where it was set up, we got an end game to it. We oh. got the Avengers movie. Yeah. Whereas this kind of hasn't gone anywhere yet. Well, mm. we've, we've got more and more solo films coming before we get that, yeah. event, that final Avengers. Yeah, and very, very few like team-up movies. Obviously, we had Spider-Man yeah. with Doctor Strange, and that's really been it. Yeah, there's not really been any massive crossovers. Doctor Strange, obviously, 
but that wasn't a team up movie because they were against each other. Yeah. Well, not only not only that, the majority of Doctor Strange was a uh, crossover with unestablished characters, as was this, because you could argue yeah. this was a crossover film with Ironheart. And I don't think so, because it's her first bloody appearance. Yeah, well, you could say it was multiple crossovers, if you include Namor well, as yeah, well. Yeah, even that. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, as the, the, we talked about the setups for Secret Invasion and, and Thunderbolts throughout this. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a crossover without the, the build-up work yeah, as, as such. Um, so, yeah, it's... It was very hit on my miss for me. Um, mm. it, it kept my attention throughout the whole film. Um, yeah. At no point did I go, oh, I wonder what when I, when this is going to end. It, mm. it wasn't wasn't like that at all. But when you look at it as a whole, it could have been shorter, as as you said, Tony. Mm. Um, and yeah, I would put it smack bang in the middle, probably alongside the first one. I'd probably hold the first one a little bit higher than this, but yeah. I would still put it kind of in the middle yeah. of the pack out of all four Which phases. Which is very much the case for a, for a lot of the of of the, of the film. It's nearly thirty films now, give or take, yeah. somewhere near. Yeah, and very much most of them sit in that sort of middle. There's not been many real clunkers. There are ones people nah. take against for for various reasons, like. Like Captain Marvel or whatever, and and, and don't get me wrong, I watched that because I struggled with that the first time round, Captain Marvel, and I watched it again recently before Miss Marvel came along, um, and I enjoyed it far more this time. Yeah. Now that I know more about her, because I I really enjoyed her in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is that I, there's there's a consistency level to most of them, I think. Yeah, you, you, you'll get some of the knuckle draggers can pull can pull them apart. Any of them really, yeah. But but most of them kind of sit in that in that middle clump as just good throwaway popcorn movies. And, and this this is another entry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it it doesn't sit with the likes of as we mentioned, Love and Thunder. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and even that. yeah, exactly. And even Dark World. Yeah. Um. Despite the fact that I don't think it's a really bad movie, it wasn't a massive clunker, mm. um, but it would still be in the lower half, and everybody yeah. hates me for saying it. I, I, I still think the two Guardians films are in the lower portion as well. Um, <laughs> but I would I would rank this higher than, than those few, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Um, that is it for Marvel films and TV series this year. Um, we'll come up with a plan for next month. I'm sure we'll come up with something fun. We said, what, what do we think? What's first up first in the new year? Uh, I think it's Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is about February time, I think. Mm. If I remember right, Quantum not out before that. Quantum didn't they all get pushed back? I thought Quantum Mania was still February. I think they all got pushed back. Oh, uh, let's have a look. I thought it was in back February 17th, wasn't it? Let's have a look. There we go. Yeah, it is the 17th, so I think they're probably around the same time. Okay. I would imagine. Um, They've not confirmed really on Secret Invasion, have they? No. As per usual with the TV shows, we'll find out like a month beforehand. We'll have a double duty. 
Yeah, uh, it's I just did, saying 2023 at the moment. Before I go, I just did want to also just mention because we don't talk, we haven't talked about DC much lately, and just yeah. to sort of send our thoughts out to the friends and family of Kevin Conroy on that really sad news we had. Gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's a strange one because he, he he kind of stopped playing Bruce, hadn't he, a while back. Mm. Um, but uh, and again, we'd seen him the the character phased out in a lot of the things that he was he'd worked on like the games um they've moved on they've killed bruce off in the latest one um Mm. gotham knights just just come out recently um so moved on from him but it was a a complete shock to find out that he was ill yeah yeah. i I don't think anybody expected obviously he'd made his live action debut not more than what three years ago yeah. Mm. Um as as Bruce as a alternate universe Bruce in in the um CW verse. Yeah. Um so it yeah, was I mean, a, a I real shock. Him. I loved him in the game, particularly the first two. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and his partnership with Mark Hamill. Um, I, I, I tell you now, just on, on Mark Hamill, I don't think we'll get Mark Hamill playing the Joker anymore. No, I don't either. I think he's I think he was past that. Quite a while ago. Oh, see, no, I don't. The comment that he would always be up for returning as the Joker, um, provided that Mark was playing Batman in the same respect. And I think, and uh, to be honest, I do not blame him for if he decides to do this now that Kevin has passed. If mm. Mark decides he does not want to play the Joker ever again without Kevin, yeah, I am perfectly fine with that. Thing, yeah. And the, yeah. the thing with Mark as well is. <sighs> He's more or less retired. Mm, true. And only really came out of retirement to play Luke again. Yeah. Mm. Um, he doesn't do a lot of work. He, he'll do an occasional convention. He's, he's not even a regular on the convention scene anymore. I know he didn't do uh, the last Star Wars celebration Yeah. Um, earlier this year. Um, and he does... He, he's very private and he always has been. Um. I so think he, he, it he just basically lives off the royalties of his face, doesn't he? So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it is is very interesting, and and I just I, it's it's sad, and I don't want to just brush it off. But I speaking to you guys earlier, discovered that uh, Alan Tudyk had auditioned to play Rocket Raccoon, which I find hilarious. Um, we mm. me and Tony have met him on multiple occasions. Um, it would be a very different incarnation of Rocket, wouldn't it? If he was doing yeah, it? Uh, yeah, and they they, they eventually because he, he he auditioned for it, and obviously once Bradley Cooper's name's involved, it's pretty much a done deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. but they they offered him K two S O instead afterwards. Oh, um, idea, so, really, no, he, he didn't, and, and that was the thing he said because he he was going to do double duty on Rocket. He would have been the motion capture character as well um yeah. and he and he, he acknowledged the fact that obviously bradley cooper refused to do that yeah and that sean gunn does it and i, and I just thought it was a, a nice anecdote um yeah. to know that that the sort of people that were up for for playing that character um yeah we got the complete shock of bradley cooper doing it Hmm. Um, so I just just thought i'd end on that note but as i said we, i'm sure we'll find something to talk about over the Christmas period. 
Um, yeah. There's normally is we'll come up with some subjects, well, some random well, well, subjects. Well, there is the Chris, there is the um, Guardian special, isn't there? Yeah, of course. So we'll yeah. we'll talk about that. That's out in a couple of weeks. So yeah. um, we can talk about that um, early December, I suppose. Yeah, um, maybe which I'd completely something. forgotten about. And maybe our thoughts on the year as a whole, perhaps as well. Just mm. to... uh, I think we already know our thoughts on the year as a whole. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you as always, boys. Nobody's. Um, we will be back. Remember to follow us on our social medias at BPB Podcast Productions uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We don't post much on them, but if you want to get in contact with us, that's probably the easiest way. Um, not that anyone ever has tried to get in contact with us, but it's there <laughs> if you want to. People are um, listening to us and talking to us, Paul, and I don't blame yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. But we've all got lovely voices. Yes, yeah, definitely. So on that note, thank you very much, everybody. And we will see you for the final episode of the year. Well, as Tony just mentioned, we'll probably talk about the Guardian's holiday special.